Good morning, good morning, and welcome, everyone. Welcome. I don't know if you were on a few minutes early, but such beautiful worship this morning. I am yours and you are mine. I pray that your confession and Jesus be the center of my life. Yes, Jesus, be the center of our lives. I just praise God for the worship this morning. It really captured me this morning. Praise God. And as we begin this morning, let us say good morning, Father God. Good morning, Lord Jesus, and good morning, Holy Spirit. We seek your presence to saturate our hearts. May you touch each life and home that is represented on the call this morning. We echo from out of Psalm 76, God, you are so resplendent and radiant. Your majesty shines from your everlasting mountain. Nothing could be compared to you in glory. You are the awe-inspiring God. Psalm 72 says, your favor will fall like rain upon our surrendered lives, like showers reviving the earth. And so it is that we come surrendering ourselves and this day to you, Father God. For this is the day that you have made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. I want to introduce our team this morning. My name is Heather Dawson. I'm the facilitator for this morning. And we have Sister Margaret Johnson. She is going to be bringing the morning devotion. So good morning, Margaret. How are you? Good morning, Mother Heather. I am wonderful. How are you this morning? (laughs) Well, I'm wonderful, too. And you sound wonderful. Praise God. It's good to hear your voice. And we also have Sister Val Culver, and she's going to be uh, bring, bringing the prayer requests and praying over them. So good morning. Sister Val, how are you? Good morning, Mother and Sister Margaret. All is well. <laughs> yes, it is. All is well. I agree. Praise the Lord. And I believe that uh, our bishop is on the line this morning, so let us say good morning to him also. Good morning, Bishop. How are you and Pastor Adrian? Good morning, Elder Heather. We are doing well. We uh, thank God that we're doing well. Good morning to everyone that is on the line this morning, and how are you? I'm good. I'm good. I really am good. Um, I wish I had the time to share an experience I had last night, but, you know, there isn't time for it. But, you know, if you just make yourself available, doors open and opportunity presents itself, and it's wonderful. So it's good to hear your voice, Bishop, and uh, we know that uh, you had that beautiful wedding of your precious daughter and her now new husband. So congratulations to the whole family. Um, We know that it is a great thing, you know, when our children grow up and they find the one. And we pray blessings over 
her and her husband today in Jesus' name. Thank you so much. You're welcome. You are welcome. Um, Let's pray as Sister Margaret prepares to come with the devotion. Father, we quiet ourselves and we open up our hearts and our minds to hear from you. Here's Sister Margaret this morning. Holy Spirit, flow freely. And we come against any and all distractions, any interruptions that will keep your word from being heard. Cleanse us who are being divided in our hearts and minds. And give us undivided hearts that we might serve you without reserve, holding back nothing. And it is in Jesus' name that I pray. Sister Margaret, we're ready for you. Please come. Okay. Well, thank you. Um, Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Um, As always, it, it is an honor and a privilege to come before you to give honor to our man and our woman of God and to everyone on the line this morning. This morning's devotion, we're talking about the season of divine restoration. Um, I agree the worship was absolutely wonderful um, this morning. Um, We have a couple of scriptures that we're going to be reading. Um, Joel chapter 2, verses 25 through 27. We'll read Isaiah 61 and 7 and Hosea 6. And one, and as I as I read the scriptures and the chapters and the cross references and, and just studied and began to meditate on what the scriptures were saying and what God was saying to us, um, the year of the season of divine restoration is is about rescue and restitution. It's about the Lord's favor, and it's about a call to repentance. So I'm going to read Isaiah 61 and 7. Instead of your shame, you shall have double honor. And instead of humiliation, they shall rejoice over their portion. Therefore, in their land, they shall possess a double portion. Everlasting joy shall be theirs. Hosea 6 and 1 says, Come, let us return to the Lord, for he has torn and he will heal us. He has struck and he will bind us up. And the final scripture, chap, uh, Joel, Joel or Joel, uh, chapter two, verses twenty-five through twenty-seven says, "And I will compensate you for the years the locusts have eaten, the crawling locusts, the stripping locusts, and the chewing locusts. My great army, which I sent against you, you will eat abundantly and be satisfied, and you will praise the name of the Lord your God." who has worked wonders for you, and my people will never again be shamed. Then you will know that I am in the midst of Israel, that I am the Lord your God, and that there is no other, and my people will never again be shamed. We're going to focus pretty much on on Joel. Um, And so when I look at Joel, chapter 2, verses 25 to 27, it's about God's rescue and restitution to his people. As we look at, say, verses 12 through 17, before we get to verse 25, it's talking about returning to the Lord. Verses 18 through verse 27 is speaking of God rescuing his people and restoring them. And then verse 28 through the end of the chapter, chapter 2 of Joel, or Joel, 
um, is talking about the outpouring of the Spirit. And this was a, a, a literal for the old covenant church. And so I begin to ask God, well, how does this apply to us today, Father? For, for we're the new covenant church. And for us, the new covenant church, it's a pattern for us. Well, what is a pattern? A pattern is a model or a design that's used as a guide. So how do we apply this, what we just read, what the, the year of restoration, the season of divine restoration, how do we apply this as our guide today? Well, Jesus, our Savior and our King, has died, was buried, and was resurrected from the dead. And one of the last things that Jesus said on the cross was that it, it was finished. And that means that everything he came to do to rescue us from and to restore us to was finished. That means there's nothing else needed to be done for us to be rescued and restored. We are rescued and restored now, the word says. After Jesus' resurrection, Jesus ascended to heaven and is now living and seated at the right hand of the Father in all power and all glory. His church, that's us, we too are seated in heavenly realms. Ephesians chapter 2, uh, verses 1 through 10 reads this way, And you were dead in your trespasses and sins in which you formerly walked according to the age of this world and according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience. Among them we all also once lived in the lusts of our flesh, doing the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and we were by nature children of wrath, even as the rest. But God, being rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, made us alive together with Christ, by grace you have been saved. And he raised us up and seated us together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that in the coming ages he might show the surpassing riches of his grace and kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, so that no one should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand so that we should walk in them. So it's talking about the new covenant church being restored from death to life. So it's already done. Even the good works that we will do in Jesus' name, God has already prepared beforehand. So I hear your question. It's the same question that I ask. Okay, so what do I have to do to receive all this, right? And I'm going to answer that and share with you what God showed me. So let's go back. We're going to rewind a little bit to the fast that we just completed. We just came out of a 21-day fast. And this is, this is not a judgment against anyone. These are just the facts that God showed me. And then we'll look at his truth and see a higher way. So we all fasted. We all fasted different things. Some fasted television. Some fasted social media. Some fasted candy and sweets. Some fasted meat. Some did a Daniel fast and ate only fruits and veggies and nuts. Some fasted all solid foods and only drank liquids. And there may be others that only drink water fasting, um, water fasting, you know, all else but that. So, okay, that's the food portion and that's the life portion of the fast, right? So during the fast, what did we do? 
we, we may have gotten on a prayer call, we, we attended Bible study, we attended uh, Saturday corporate prayer, some may have attended the, the prayer ministries Tuesday Bible study via Zoom, we attended Sunday service, whether it was live or via stream, we may have read our Bible more and prayed the fasting targets. So who did we do that for? Why did we do those things? Did we do that to please God? Did we do it that hoping that God would bless us for our sacrifice? Did we do it because that's what we do in January of every year? Did we do those things to build our faith? And if we did it to build our faith, are we done building our faith? 21 days and we're set to the next fast? So these things might seem like hard questions, but these are some of the questions that God asked me. What was the motive of our hearts? Remember, we're talking about the season of divine restoration. Here's another question. Why do we keep hearing about repentance? Haven't we repented yet? What else do we need to do to repent? Well, repentance is about returning to the Lord. Well, I haven't left him, you might say. And I said that. But, but what if we're believing wrong? What if we're still trying to satisfy God with our faith, with our works? Our faith doesn't satisfy the Lord. Jesus' faith satisfied God. Isaiah 53 and 11 says, yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He has put him to grief. He has made himself an offering for sin. He shall see his offering, his offspring, excuse me, that's us. Verse 11 says that he, God, shall see of the anguish of his soul, Jesus' soul, and be satisfied. So God is already satisfied. 2 Corinthians 5 and 21 says that Christ never sinned, but God treated him as a sinner so that Christ could make us acceptable to God. Wow. Thank you, Jesus. So, so let's look at an example of repentance. 2 Chronicles chapter 33, I'm going to talk about 10 through 17, and all through 2 Chronicles 33 you can see continued examples. Um, it talks about King Manasseh's repentance. And it starts off in verse 1 talking about how he did evil in the sight of the Lord. Verse 10 talks about how the Lord spoke to the king and spoke to the people, but they did not pay attention. So the Lord brought captivity upon them. And as the king became distressed and entreated the face of the Lord his God and greatly humbled himself before the God of his fathers and prayed to God, God rescued him. So remember, restoration is about rescue and restitution repentance, and the Lord's favor. The king then built an outer wall for the city of David. I, I believe that's what happens when we fast. We, as we're entreating God, we, we build a wall around our lives and our families and, and our cities and prayer and worship and the word. And then it says that the king removed the foreign gods and statues from the house of the Lord and all the altars that he had built on the, on the hill of the house of the Lord. That's repentance. Well, fasting is really for us. It's not for God. It causes us to remove any foreign gods and statues from our lives. And they may not be physical ones. In 2022, they may be virtual ones. Fasting makes our lives more focused on God and less on the things, less on the challenges, less on the areas of the world that we live on. 
that we live in. Excuse me. Second Chronicles 33 says that the king caused the people to turn to God. He restored true worship. That's the Lord's favor. God's presence is our greatest blessing. We're blessed because the Lord is with us. We're prosperous because the Lord is with us. So, so what am I saying? Repentance is really re-surrendering to God. Repentance is really re-surrendering to God and committing to live a fasted lifestyle. So why would we fast for something for 21 days and then go back to it? If we fast from certain TV shows or other areas, why are we doing that? Do we feel that it needs to be given up? Why then do we go back to it? Is it possible that as we run to re-surrendering our lives to God, to not just say, but, but live not my way or not my will, Lord, but I'm willing to give up anything that keeps me from being closer to you. I'm willing to surrender my all to you and believe in what Jesus has already done. And as my spirit is restored, not just for 21 days, but for the rest of my life, I receive my total restoration in my spirit, in my mind, in my will, and in my emotion. And my life reflects the blessings of the Lord where the nations see you and say, look what the Lord has done. They see the evidence that your blessing is upon our lives. Let's pray. Father God, we come to you this morning and we re-surrender to you. We commit to living a fasted lifestyle, Father, and not just living it for 21 days and then over time returning to the things that we fasted from. We choose to live in you. We are your people, God. You are our God. You set us apart for your glory. You paid the price once and for all, for all of our sins and all of our iniquities. And we believe that the work Jesus did on the cross is enough. We no longer work for you to be pleased with us. Jesus satisfied that. So we cease from working to get you to do for us what your word says you've already given to us. Father, we ask you to keep opening the eyes of our spirits to who you really are, Lord, and who we really are in you. Help us to live a fasted lifestyle, Father, consecrated to you every day. You said your yoke is easy and it's not burdensome. So we forsake our will, Father, and we surrender to your will for our lives. And as we do, we receive the restoration in our spirits first. And as a natural overflowing, we receive and we see restoration in our natural lives so that we look like Psalms 1. We look like trees that are planted by rivers of water. Our fruit isn't withered, isn't dying before it's seasoned, Father, and everything we do is prosperous. We thank you this morning, Father. We choose to keep our hearts ready, to keep our lamps trimmed and full of oil and looking for you. In Jesus' name, amen. Mother Heather? Amen. Wow, wow, what a wonderful word this morning. Thank you, Margaret. Thank you. Um, yes, everything was finished at that cross. Jesus paid the price. And you know, Mr. Margaret asked the question, what is the motive of our heart? Why do we do the things that we do, such as fasting? 
Why did you do it? And have you gone back into your old ways? And as she said, repentance is re-surrendering yourself to God. Are you willing? Are you willing to surrender it all? If God says, I say to you, no, do not return to that way, are you willing to do so? See, we do have to live a fasted life. We have to know what God is saying to us. That was a great word this morning. Thank you so very much. At this time, I want us to go to Sister Val, and she's going to come, and she's going to share the requests that have come. And we're going to pray with her the prayer of faith. We're going to put our faith with hers as we join with her, believing for answers to come quickly in every one of these requests. Sister Val, if you'll come at this time, please. Thank you, Mother. Bless you, Sister Margaret. Our Father in heaven, we honor your name as holy. Praise the Lord, O our souls. We call on our entire being to praise your holy name. You You have our adoration and love this day. Father, we thank you for our kingdom authority in you. We praise your name, Elohim, the creator of the heavens and the earth, who was in the beginning. It is you who made us and have crowned us with your glory and honor. We honor your name as holy. Hallelujah. You are king of kings and lord of lords. You are holy. Holy are you, Lord God Almighty. We thank you for our blood out right in you. Thank you for Jesus, the Holy Spirit. We call on the name of Jesus, Shandor Jesus, Jesus, we need you. You are our victory, our strength, our healer, our peace, our shelter. There is nobody like you. Our hope and trust is in you. You will not disappoint. We trust you. We believe you. We are waiting with expectation. And, Father, we thank you for restoration. We thank you that you are with us. We come agreeing with Carl Walker, Paul states, Lord, give me self-control and guard over my heart and my tongue. It is written in Proverbs 8.21, death and life are in the power of the tongue. So God, help me to empower my words and bridle my tongue when circumstances present themselves. Lord, with humility and faith, you will manifest this power in all other powers too. Amen. Paul, Hebrews 4 and 15 states, For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but as in all points tempted, as we are yet without, but but was at all points tempted, and as we were yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to him in the time of need. Father, thank you for hearing and answering Paul's request. In the name of Jesus, amen. We come standing with Helen Gill-Smith, asking for a prayer for emergency, asking for a prayer. She went to the emergency room Saturday with the ASAP. Other symptoms were headaches and dizziness. On Sunday, vertigo returned, still having headaches. Pray for answers as if doctors do not know what triggers are what to do, other than what has been done. 
also asking for clarification to work or not to work. It's hard finding jobs where there's little or no stress. I believe that I believe and know that favor and healing is mine. The Lord is with me and will provide clarity. Please come into agreement with me. Father, thank you for the, your daughter, Helen. We agree and declare that Helen is healed of the Lord. Father, you will not withhold any good thing from Helen. Helen walks in complete healing. Father, we call on Jehovah Rapha, the God who heals. We call on Jehovah Jireh, the God who provides. Father, provide the answer. Confusion is not of you. We seek clarity, direction, and peace over Helen. Father, Helen shall have all that she stands in need of, nothing missing, nothing lacking, nothing broken, in the name of Jesus. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but you deliver them out of them all. Psalms 34 19. Father God, we just thank you right now that Helen walks in divine healing and completeness in the name of Jesus. Father, we come standing with the evangelism team and the, the showers ministry, asking for deliverance for the following. Nathan's mental health, healing for John, housing for Prita, Connie, Teresa, and Vince, and jobs for Prita, Samuel, Nathan, and Stanley. Father, thank you for the evangelism team and the free showers ministry. Father, you heard the needs of your beloved sons and daughters. Father, move by your spirit. There's nothing too hard for you. You are a mind regulator. You are a healer. You are a deliverer. You are a way out of no way. You are a provider. Move on behalf of your sons and daughters. Father, we ask that you do a quick work. Father, blow your sons and daughters' minds. Let, let all experience your love, compassion, and favor in a measure they have not yet experienced. Holy Spirit, minister to the hearts of your people and give hope in the oil of joy. Father, restore, restore, restore all that has been lost. But these, but those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They shall soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be saying, Isaiah 40 31. Father, we speak this word over your sons and daughters. Father, we expect praise reports. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen and amen. Thank you, Mother. Thank you, Val. <clears throat> Thank you. Jeremiah thirty seventeen says, I will restore health to you and I will heal your wounds, saith the Lord. So we believe together for each of these requests for every individual that God is moving on their behalf to bring about change and deliverance. Praise God. I want to go back to uh, Margaret for any closing remarks that she might have for us this morning. Uh, Margaret, if you... Um, yes, just one thing, just one thing, Elder. Um, so I, I submit to everyone on the call today, could it be that God is seeking to help us to live in what he's already done for us and that Christianity is really a resting in him, not a life of working to get it? Could it be as simple as surrendering to God our all and trusting that his life is better than the one that we're working to build. Don't take my word for it. Seek the Lord and allow him to lead you 
Um, I believe we have faith in some areas, and in some areas we don't. So I encourage you to do a faith examination and see the results for yourself. God's blessings to each and every one of you as you continue to grow in your God journey. Amen. Elder Heaven? Amen. Amen. That was a good final word. (laughs) Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Yes. Um, I want to ask Bishop if he has anything that he might want to say this morning before we close out. Bishop? Thank you so much, Elder, and wonderful job, Margaret. Uh, God bless you and everyone on the line. You know, I was just sitting here just thinking and giving thought to what you said about uh, why do we fast and people return back to their ways. You know, the Bible tells us that there's a constant struggle between the old you and the new you, your carnality or your flesh. That's what it means to be carnal. Paul says, why are you yet still carnal? And there's a constant battle between the flesh and the born-again spirit. And I believe you will constantly fight them, these two the scriptures say antagonistic towards each other. You can constantly deal with them all the time. It's just the nature of humanity, the nature of who we are. And that's why God tells us in the scripture to turn and keep on turning. That's the whole thing about the turn. You never stop turning. You never stop returning to the Lord. You never stop repenting before God. Because I really believe repentance is healthy, to ask God for forgiveness. Um, It could be, you know, it's not something, always something so blatant and open where you can see it. Sometimes it's just the wrong thought, the wrong attitude, the wrong motive, whatever. But I believe healthy, um, repentance is healthy for the soul. And so the scripture tells us return and keep on turning. And he says when we do this, watch what the scripture says. He says that it begins to remove the hindrances that are in our lives. And he said not only does it remove the hindrances when you keep returning to the Lord, when you keep getting. See, cause let, let's understand the return. Return means getting to the presence of God. And so when I return, I'm going to start reading scriptures. I'm going to start praying. I'm going to get up in the morning. I'm going to get on the prayer call. I'm going to come to church. I'm going to honor God the best way I know how. And I'm going to begin to pursue God. And he says, when you do that, the hindrances that has been in your life will be removed. And then he said, the scripture says, and the broken fellowship will be restored the broken fellowship will be restored. I believe then and only then we can say that the Lord is with me. That's the blessing that God is on you. The hand of God is upon your life. The favor of God is upon your life and the grace of God. May God richly bless you all today. and May you have a great day in the Lord. We love you so much, Elder. Thank you, Bishop. That was uh, 
that was just an added plus to the devotion this morning. Praise the Lord. Turn and keep on turning. That repentance is healthy for our soul. You know, for our body to be healthy, we have to learn what to eat, what is good, and what is not. And it's the same with our soul, repentance. Repentance is healthy. That's a healthy thing to do. Praise God. Praise God. I don't know about the rest of you, but I was blessed this morning, and I am sure glad that I got up this morning to be on the prayer call, not just because I was to facilitate, but to hear the word of the living God this morning. And so I pray that all of you are saying, Amen, Amen, me too. Hallelujah. So let us close out our time this morning with prayer um, and thanksgiving. We give praise to our God, the one and only true God. He's promised to never leave us or to forsake us. Father, you give us everything, everything we need to live life and for holy living, to live holy lives. Father, you protect us. You provide for us. You give us. You give us a desire for your righteousness. The more we know you, the more aware we are of sin, what sin is. Unite us, Father. Unite us as one. Let nothing keep us apart or divide us. Let fire come down from heaven and let your glory fall upon your people, Lord. Give us courage. Give us courage and boldness to go where you direct us. To speak out with righteous indignation when we see wrongs being done, being spoken. That we'll not be silent. Or will we be complacent when we see injustice? Help us, Lord, to know who we are and the power and the authority that has been given to each one of us. May we stand up tall in our righteousness, clothed in the glory, that we are vessels of honor to be used and that we will snatch back those that the enemy has entrapped. We thank you, Father, for your word this morning. May it burn deep within us. May it burn deep within us. And may we keep on turning. We will never know all of you, Father. For you only reveal a portion at a time. Because there is so much as to who you are. And we thank you. We thank you for 
being in our lives. Thank you for rescuing us. Thank you that we can keep on re-surrendering. Bless your people today, Father. Keep them. Keep them. Wherever they go, whatever they do, may you guide them, protect them. I pray these things in Jesus' name. And may everyone say, Amen. Amen. Please open the line. 